Hi, everyone. I'm Angela Acosta. I am a portrait and I celebrate the power of women and the beauty of their stories. This is a talk series called Diana Prince Lives Next Door. Through this series, I want to celebrate the women whose contributions make the world her place. Here you will find inspiration, shared stories, interviews, and you may even learn something from a remarkable woman. Today, my first guest is Carla Peralta. Carla is a Dominican-American woman, a mother of two, a clinical social worker, an entrepreneur, and a happy wife. Carla, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. I'm so glad you agreed to be my first guest because the topics that we chose today, the first one especially, it is just something that women with. We are caregivers to a fault and we have trouble balancing all that out. And I know for one, I have this guilt complex because I am one of those people that I can be a, a workaholic. I can bulldoze through projects. And as a business owner who is building right now, I can go weeks with just trekking along and trying to get stuff done. When I get the phone call from my mother and she wants to know if I'm breathing, that's my signal that I haven't done a good job at balancing work and family. I haven't checked in with them. So I have worked into my schedule you know, no different than what I do for networking or anything like that is that time for them. Have dinner with them, have coffee with them, check in with my parents. And but it's something that I have to put on a calendar. I have to put in reminders to make it work. So I'm doing a lot better and I feel very good about it. It's something that that I have to work at. So as a mom, and you are also business building and an entrepreneur, I would love to hear from you. How do, how do you balance that out? What is your balancing act? Well, thank you, Angela, for inviting me. That's a great question. And I think a lot of people ask me that question. It's, it's very common that I hear that question. And I think I get better and better with time on how to balance things. I use a lot of technology. I think what you do as well, which is set up reminders, calendars, and things like that, I use that to my advantage. So for example, you know, on your phone, you can put, go to church, right? And then just repeat every week. And now every Sunday it shows up, you're like, yeah, tomorrow I have to go to church, right? So I, I think that using technology to your advantage is wise. It, it, it set up boundaries on your schedule for you. Now you know that you have this chunk of time that you're doing this and you can't put anything else during that time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also have a to-do list and my to-do list is written because it's just better for me. I can add and take things away. I can see it constantly. I can highlight it. And every day I have a new to-do list. But something that I, I teach a lot of people that I do on my to-do list is that Part of it is already set in stone. So it's a sheet that I print out and I edit like once a month to, to make it better or tweak it. And it's something that is already pre-printed of things that I want to do on a daily basis that go with the goals that I have at that time. And that's something that I teach in a workshop that I do for people that want to learn how to set goals and, mm -hmm. and work on their dreams, which is the vision board training that I do. and then. On that same sheet, depending on the day, I add what's going on that day. So for example, today was meet with Angela, right? Because we're meeting today. So that's something that I want to do. Now, do I get everything done at that list? Never. But 
I get closer and closer to reaching those goals. I get to cross things out or refine things and then try again the next day. So I'm not expecting to do all of that, but at least I know where I'm focused. And I think that that's the, the word for, for people who ask me, how do you get things done? I think I'm generally very focused. I use my time very wisely. I try to set up breaks during the day as well. Meditation breaks, for example, where I simply lay down. Okay. If I'm in an office space and I can't like physically lay down, I lay down my head, even if it's like a 10 minute thing and I reboot myself and prepare myself for the next thing that I have to do. Meditation, prayer, any moments that you can carve out for yourself. So on your schedule, right? If you have meetings all morning, then there's like a 15 minute time or 30 minute time where you're not going to schedule anything, right? Mm -hmm. So you can give yourself that break and prepare yourself for the next event. For example, if it's time to see my kids, there's a break, you know, between me and seeing my kid and I'm more prepared for receiving them and not still doing what I was doing prior, you know? So, you know, technology, to-do lists, being conscious of what you do better at what times. For example, I work out in the morning. I know I don't do well working out in the evening. It doesn't work out for me and my schedule. You know, so in the morning I work out. So knowing when the best time is for everything is really important. And I think that's how I manage it. Another thing is that I don't work on Sundays. There's, there's, you know, I pick a day in the week where I don't do anything. And that's Sundays for us. Is we go to church and then we have fun that whole day. I try to do nothing else. And that reboots me for the rest of the week. Okay. So I think that's how I manage. Three businesses, a husband, two children, a full-time job, and a home. I think that's how I manage all of that. I, I like the idea of carving out Sunday for the family time and stuff. I mean... You get the break, you get the time in with family. And I think that's an important message for women is, is you, when you take that break, you're more refreshed to get started the next day. So I don't need a lot of a, a big break, but I do notice that like when you take, when you carve out that day, for me, it's, it's, it's reading or something like that. And just the time that you're not attached to your computer or anything like that it does replenish your energy for the next day. So I definitely love that, that idea. Your day is Sunday and maybe somebody else will just break it up a little bit more. Yeah. But it, yeah. It, it works. It works. And, and it works. And Mondays are not dreadful anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you're working on Sunday and you're stressed out and you're doing this and doing that. You're like, oh, Monday tomorrow again. It's all, yeah. It all blurs into the same, into one big day. Yeah. <laughs> one big day. So we're both building our businesses. And, and for me, here we are, it's August, it's hot. July just is a, is a blur for me because I've been working at it for the whole time. With August coming, I, what I'm, I'm noticing is a lot of businesses, they start shutting down, people start taking vacations, and I'm looking at it as an opportunity just to take a few steps back and ease up on the business building initiatives and the, t- and the to-do list and everything like that. And I am so looking forward just to some alfresco dinners, the low key stuff, just conversations with family outside with a glass of Chardonnay, whatever that looks like. And next weekend, I'm going into the city to see my niece and we'll be on her rooftop with some takeout and catching up. 
So I'm going to do all that kind of stuff in August. And that's going to be my reset come September. What do you got on the plate for August? <laughs> <laughs> I like the whole rule. And there better be a beach in there. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a beach. You know, for me, most, most moms are getting ready for school in September, but my children are already in school. Mm-hmm. They, they start in August. So I'm actually back to school already. But wow. I'm not back to work. I'm not back at an office yet until September doing social work. So I'm pretty excited because this is like my month to business build. This is my month to contact, to train, to help people. I train people how to make money using their cell phones, using apps on their phone and building business internationally. So this is my chance to business build. And I'm really excited about it because already I have so many people, many of them women that are learning how to make extra income, which can equal a lot of amazing things for them, like paying off debt, like going out more for dinners with their family, right? Like paying someone to do their laundry instead of them doing it. So it's very exciting to see that, to see people become more empowered. Another thing that I'm doing because my kids are not as present is I'm cleaning out all the closets in my house. When you're busy, it's hard to clean out closets. And I always tell people when they ask me, oh, what are you going to do on this break? And I'm like, I want to clean a closet. They're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I want to clean a closet because it brings me so much peace, uh, so much space, so much like security that you're going to open this closet up and everything is going to be where it's supposed to be <laughs> and that there's nothing that you don't need. So I love giving things away or throwing things away. And, and, and that's what I'm doing this August. Obviously, every Sunday we throw in something exciting. Last weekend we were at a pool. We might do a trampoline park. In our next last month we were on vacation in the Dominican Republic. So we throw in fun on a weekly basis. Um, I make sure of that. And sometimes on a daily basis. But every Sunday we try to plan something exciting. And that keeps me motivated for the next week. So I think that's my August. It sounds great. It sounds great. (laughs) Got a little bit of everything. I completely understand the business building. You got to take the opportunity where it comes. Yeah. So our schedules are just shifted because that's what I did all of it. So we just flipped it. But maybe maybe we'll find some time to to chat there. I want to segue into a whole different topic because I want to know about you. I want to get a little background about you. What was your best decade. And you can define that any way you want. What was your best decade? The 80s, 90s, the 2010s, whatever it is, and why? So I have two answers for that. The best decade would probably be the 80s. I was born in 82. I'm 40 years old. The 80s because I had nothing to do. (laughs) My job was to eat candy, chips, and play video games. That's all I did, really. There was like nothing else. Go to the park, do my homework, and play and eat. Eat whatever I wanted. Because I didn't know. That was, it was in charge of the bills, right? Somebody yeah. Somebody else was in charge of the bills. Putting food on the table. <laughs> I had no concept of cholesterol or cellulite. <laughs> wrinkles. Sun damage. I didn't care about any of that. How much I had soda? no gold. Huh? <laughs> How much soda did you drink? And you're still here, right? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, how many Vienna weenies I ate and hot dogs and French fries and McDonald's. 
a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm alive because now I eat any of that and I'm like dying. <laughs> My stomach can't even process that anymore. But that was the the time where under 10 years old, you're just like, oh, <laughs> anything goes carefree. Yeah, carefree. And that that's exciting to me to to go back and imagine that there was a point in my life where I cared about nothing. Like it was amazing. Like it's amazing to be like, wow, one day I didn't care because <laughs> now I care. You know, I have a to do list every day of my life, except Sundays. Sundays, it's like two things. Yeah. But that that's a fun time to look back at. But then as you grow older, in my case, as life happens, as you hear a lot of stories as you lose people, as as you as a clinical social worker, you provide people with therapy consistently and you hear story after story after story after story. You start to realize, wait a minute, my favorite decade is today. <laughs> today, it's not even a decade. It's this 24-hour day is the best day of my life because it's all I have. And it, I don't know what I can do, what I can create today how I can change somebody's life today, how I can impact something or someone today, and how I can take advantage of these moments that I have. So nowadays, I enjoy every day. And every day, every day is great. I've even learned to enjoy the bad things, right? Because there's always something good to see in a bad situation. There's always something positive. Mm-hmm. So I think that's changed in my life now, you know? And I've, I enjoyed high school. I loved it. I enjoyed college. I enjoyed my master's degree program. I enjoyed my first decade of work. You know, I I really, there's always something to go back to and say, wow, that was fun. That was exciting because there was always something cool happening in my life. And and it's all part of who I am now. So I'm thankful for those moments. So that's a tricky question and answer. That's the fun one and the intellectual one. (laughs) Careefreeness, <laughs> the today. I am there with you on the today, and I'm definitely thankful that you chose to spend some time with me today because it is important. I, I for one, cannot say that the '80s were my best. <laughs> In the '80s, oh my god, oh my god. I well, I would say in my 20s, I was a ball of putty. And uh, thankfully, nothing permanent happened to me while it was in the 80s because I think I would have been married to the wrong guy, had five kids or something like that. (laughs) My best decade was the 90s. And the reason I look at that decade for me, it was when my transformation started just coming into fruition. I was finishing my bachelor's degree. It took me a long time to get through it. It was one of my biggest goals. I went to classes at night and it it was one of those times where I can actually feel that that education was now just seeping in. My confidence was better. I, I was just putting things in place at that time, making decisions very differently than those decisions that I made in my 20s, because I was a car wreck in my 20s. It's not, no, no joke. It was just like, my God, I, like, when I look back at that child, I want to talk to her. Like, come here. <laughs> yeah, come here. I want to slap her. But, it, but in my 90s, I just started making different decisions and it started to just all come into place. I purchased my first house. I wanted a better life and my confidence was building because of it. I was just fixing everything. And I was 
fucking hot too at the time. <laughs> so, so let's so, just, <laughs> from a sexy standpoint, I just knew also that I had a lot to offer in a relationship in my 20s, man. I go to freak, I could have married anybody. <laughs> like I said, I was like Gumby. I could have had no direction. I didn't know who I was or anything like that. I could have married anyone. In my 90s, I started looking. I knew who I wanted to marry. I wanted to marry somebody that shared the same goals as, as I had, that, that had the same ambition as I have. If you were a man that lived in your mama's basement, I would not give you the time of day. It wasn't because I was obnoxious. It was just, no, we're not going to be a good fit. That's it. I knew it. So in my 90s, I look back at that and I could see that this is, that's where I started building the woman that I am today. I, I do appreciate every day, every gray hair today. I appreciate this very moment that we're in right now, you and me, Carla. But I, that it, the buck stopped here. I was undereducated. You know, I, I realized that. And I carried that in, that could be a whole other talk for some other day, but I could go deep. It actually carried the shame of being undereducated. So what do you do with that? For me, go back to school and, and, and get your education. The other things is, is like, I just wasn't getting anywhere. I was, I was, I, my priority in my twenties was to party. And believe me, at a certain time you look back and you're like, holy shit, I wasted 10 years, 10 years. We go fast. Yeah. And, and I had to make it up, but I, I started making it up and I just started making tough decisions. And that meant going back to school and that meant deciding to just do things differently. I, that took, that took some, some learning and the book stopped with me. What life do you want to live? Is it this one or is it this one? And, and I chose, I chose the one I have right now and it, and it took work. Right. Yeah. Great. So, Thank you. Yeah, it depends on our results, right? We yeah. decide yeah. we like our yeah. results or not. You got to look at the end game and know what you want, right? So we are at the end of our talk. For all of you out there who are listening in, I want you to consider these talks like little bonbons of inspiration with women. Thank you, Angela. Bye, Carla. Bye.